Welcome to episode 16 of the Adelan Rising podcast. We're your hosts, Saren, Doc, and Adam. In today's episode, we will bring you news from C2E2, including updates with the Inhumans television show, and we will discuss Mosaic number 7, Miss Marvel number 17, and Royals number 2. Mm. A lot of and good stuff to cover. Yeah. Lots of good, good stuff issues. to cover. And a very tired Adam and overworked Doc and Saren. So this will be fun. Yeah, for context, we're recording on a Thursday night, <laughs> which is different to our usual Sunday, Saturday night. And it's 2 yeah. a.m. Yay! For you. Yeah, for me. So bear with us right if we get loopy. <laughs> As opposed to the regular. Uh, uh, well, anyways. Um, <laughs> right. Right off the bat, I, I, we've got some very exciting news that was um, just released today, um, and that is that there's going to be a new Inhumans miniseries uh, set to launch uh, this September, or yes, September, uh, written by Christopher Priest with art by Phil Noto. It's, to, it's entitled Inhumans, the Once and Future Kings. Um, I'm sorry, it's, it's scheduled to show up in August. Um, oh, even great. better. A month before, yeah, and um, it's it's going to be a story all about um, Black Bolt's uh, original coming out of of this sort of isolation chamber where he had learned to control his powers. Um, his his father, the king, has has passed away, has died in an accident, and um, a stewardship king has been placed on the throne um, prior to Black Bolt's ascension, and this this would go on to be the inhuman known only as the unnameable or no I'm unspoken. sorry the unspoken unspoken yeah yeah the unnameable is actually a H.P. Lovecraft book um uh not that I'm into that stuff um but the un- <laughs> the unspoken um uh he he doesn't um he doesn't want to give up the king the the throne and Black Bolt has to fight him. The whole story was told, um, sort of retcons wise, in an old ish, an old story of uh, Mighty Avengers, I believe, written by Christoph Gage. Um, I don't have to look that up. Uh, it, it was a good story. It left a lot of holes, um, and this tale will plug those holes up and sort of retell the thing. And it's gonna. It looks like it's gonna be fantastic. Um, they've got cover art. Cover art by Nick Bradshaw and interior art by Phil Noto. Oh my I God, it's going to be such a beautiful such book. Such a fan of. Yeah, it's going to be uh, great. Yeah, I'm I, like, I'm sorry, I've never, and I, and I'm going to admit, this is me being a total noob. I've heard great things about Christopher Priest, but I've never read anything by him. But I was sold like the second they said Phil Noto. I am such a Phil Noto fan, girl. I love his artwork. It's his artwork that got me into comics in the first place. I never would have picked up right? Black Widow. Yes. It oh, was he did of, the covers for Black Widow and much the of the interior. interior. Yes. He did the interiors, too. And I was seeing these interiors for Black Widow pop up on Tumblr. And I'm going, what is this beautiful book? <laughs> and I found out it was Black Widow, and I picked it up, and that's how I tumbled into comics. It's all Phil Noto's fault. So I, I am like going to buy 20 issues of each of these. I can't wait. I'm so excited. So that's, that's, so we have to thank Phil Noto for, for, for this whole podcast, really. I suppose so. Yeah. <laughs> Indirectly. Um, um, now, now Chris, Christopher Priest um, is is a long time uh, uh, comic book writer. Um, I perhaps best known um, for his work on uh, Deathstroke and um, Batman over at DC, uh, the Crew at Marvel, Captain America, the and the Falcon. 
Um, he worked uh, at Valiant. He did uh, Q. Q2, The Return of Quantum and Woody, which was a wonderful miniseries. Uh, um, I've heard very much about that one. Yeah. You know, Quantum well, Woody. I've, I've read James Asmus's yes. Quantum and Woody, and I loved it. i got to get the rest of it. The two of them are, are, are birds of a feather, so to speak, um, in terms of their, their brand of humor and, and uh, quality of work. Um, I think... I guess what most people are most familiar with with Christopher Priest is, is uh, Volume Three of Black Panther, um, which was a fantastic run. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing his take on the Inhumans. I'm super psyched that that Phil Noto is going to be doing the illustration, and as a bonus, each issue will also have a backup story all about Lockjaw. Um, oh, <laughs> that's going to be interesting. Written by Ryan North, who does oh, the, hysterical, then, too. Un- the unbeatable Squirrel Girl. And he also did a couple of uh, novels that are um, uh, uh, Shakespearean plays told in choose-your-own-adventure uh, <laughs> format. It, that it's sounds almost, amazing. It's, I've read them both. It's Hamlet and then Romeo and Juliet, and, and <laughs> you know, which are two books that involve terrible choices being made so you get to see what the other choice could have brought about and i recommend both of the book he's a fantastic writer really funny um and the artist for that back story has not been announced yet but i um you know keep my fingers crossed it'll be uh uh, eric henderson because when those two get together magic happens oh yeah that'll be that'll be amazing do you guys reckon it'll take any sort of um Themes from the Once and Future King actual novel, the uh, Arthurian. Oh, I'm sure it will. Because there's a lot Uh, of parallels. I I mean, I only read the uh, Wikipedia of it, the synopsis of the book, and it seems like there's going to be a couple of parallels. So, could be interesting. I would think so. Well, uh, I I did read that book way, way back when, and it's a fun read, and I I love the Arthurian legends and whatnot. Um, It's, you know, a, a Arthur's dad, King Arthur's dad, Uther, not a very creative name, but uh, Uther, he wasn't a very good king. And I, I got the feeling that Aegon, Blackbolt's dad, was. So I don't know how they're going to go on that one. Um, but uh, that'd be cool if they do draw from that story. It fits um, It fits well, I think. Because yeah, I mean, you know, the, the Inhumans do kind of give off that vibe. I mean, maybe it's because they're a royal Inhuman family, but... You know, it would be really nice to see kind of like the whole classic, um, classic literature kind of thing feeding into comic books. I quite like that. Not yeah, bad. I think it'll be, it'll be, it'll be a that'll be a great read. I think, regardless, I just think that's going to be so much fun. Yeah, definitely. I mean, what's it? Six? Is it six part? Five part? I think it's a five part. Yeah, I think I think I remember. I'll have to get the link up in a minute, but it's it's, it's not uh, it's only limited. Well, not limited, yes. but you know what I mean. It's a <laughs> mini series. That's the one. And we should note that uh, the Once and Future King was written by T. H. White. If anyone wants to check it out, it's definitely a great book. Yeah, um, worth. Checking Gosh, out. I haven't read that in forever, so I'm gonna have to go. I haven't yeah, ever read it, so I'm gonna have to pick it up. <laughs> there's a there's a Disney movie that's basically a a a, a version. The Sword of it. in the Stone. The Sword in the Stone. I it love that movie. Years ago, but yeah, that was that's a fun one. Good old Disney. Um, uh, the other piece of news, uh, just just from actually today, a, a friend of mine 
cued me into this. Uh, uh, Diamond Comics had a big summit here in Chicago, and uh, during it, they they previewed, they showed a, a rough cut of the um, what's going to be the teaser trailer for in ABC's Inhumans, and uh, uh, apparently. It all looks pretty good, and most notably is that um, Black Bolt will have more than one outfit. He'll, he'll have this leather tuxedo thing that he's worn in the pictures we've shown so far, but he also has his more traditional battle gear, and I guess that shows in the, in the preview. And That'll um, be awesome. Uh, yes. Apparently, um, they say, it looks awesome. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. And I have a question. Did they mention at all when that teaser trailer might eventually drop i'm saying i'm assuming soon but i was just wondering if they maybe had more of an idea of when it would actually drop well no i don't know i i i think it's a it's a decent bet that it'll that they'll they'll premiere it on the final episode of agents of shield yeah i'd, I'd assume so yeah that's a that's a or what, yeah. three or four weeks away three i think yeah right um, Which apparently Agents perhaps. of Shield has been really good. Apparently, just to just to put that out there. Um, oh, it's been amazing. I've been hearing good up. things. I'm always a half season behind. But, yeah, um, so am I. Yeah. But uh, oh it, no, you guys are missing. What I've been hearing is that every every progressive episode gets better than the next. Yeah, and um, it's neat. It's I'm glad because uh, I'm, been... I'm a fan of that show. I know we don't talk about it a lot here on this podcast, but it's we, a, we should because. Show. It's, season two and season three were pretty, pretty good. Let me let me tell you, because I have been staying up on the show, um, it's been pretty fantastic, and what's very interesting is how where they're at now in the show is kind of a what-if scenario that's kind of very, very well paralleled with kind of what's happening in the Marvel Comics universe. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that. So, so it's been excellent, and I have been thoroughly enjoying it. Um, and if you have not been watching it, you should. It's a good show. All right, and they have sounds good. In it, so, yeah, I mean, uh, that's that's kind of one of the things that a, got me really excited about Inhumans was Agents of Shield. I know, I know, we originally started to talk about the Inhuman show, but Agents of Shield yeah. is uh, is is basically what got me excited for my comic book haul every month. <laughs> right. Um, the other piece of news is that uh, this, the show, ABC's Inhumans, uh, um, recently announced that there's a, a new cast member. Um, an unspecified uh, character will be portrayed by actor Chad James Buchanan, uh, who I'm unfamiliar with. Apparently, he's on a TV show called Star. He was um, also on Glee, apparently. Glee! Okay, there we go. Oh, that's a, great that's a popular show. Oh, you know the dude, then? No. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I, I've watched well, about the first episode of Glee, and that was it. So we don't know who he's going to be, though, right? We do not know who he's going. So to be. because he was on Glee, and this is me being a horrible person and probably mm. way typecasting, but initially I thought, "Hey, Frank McGee," because Frank's my favorite new and human. And then someone pointed out that he's too young, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, that would make sense." Um, so my next thought was maybe he because he was on glee this is my my flawed logic oh he was on glee so he must be a love interest for crystal <laughs> ah. <laughs> okay <laughs> well you know that that's a definite possibility um and then of course someone had to point out that goes well maybe he's gonna be that real estate agent she hooked up with and i hope to god that's not gonna be the case <laughs> somehow i don't think we have to worry about that um, oh, 
I'm still holding out hope for Reader. It's. I mean, I'd say there's a chance. Yeah. I think my my guess is that he'll be some sort of military, a human character who. Uh, I don't know. I'm looking at a picture. He seems quite young. Yeah, he's um, quite young. Yeah. Um, and your typical dashing Hollywood type. Um, he could he could be reader, I suppose. Or I mean, a long shot would be uh, Marvel Boy. Um, I don't know. If I don't think he'll be Marvel Boy right, though. But, no. But I think most likely he will be a human character. He'll have perhaps something to do with that other unspecified character um who uh is in it um oh and yeah that's a good point quite yeah. likely uh i i think <laughs> seren i think you might be onto something i i think uh there might be a love interest for crystal because the the synopsis kind of shows uh the 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 show following quite similar to um the original uh, the Inhumans' original appearance in Fantastic Four, and a lot of that was predicated on the um, on the quick romance between um, Crystal and Johnny Storm, the Human Torch. So, what so if what if these two these two ones specified? Yeah, that's what I was just wondering to interrupt you. What if they they're kind of like since they can't use the Fantastic Four in this case, that these two are brother and sister, and. Uh. And they're be. just kind of the substitute for Johnny and Sue. Entirely possible. Um, I think uh, it's all speculation at this point, but um, that's that's a good guess. I was gonna say they've done they've done it on Agents of Shield, where they've basically, you know, taken a a character from the comics and kind of just said, "Oh, this is someone else," but it's not that person from the comics. But they have the like, same powers. Like so, whom? Um, I guess Melter would be that uh, with um, the Joey Gutierrez character. Mm-hmm. Was he was he not an actual character from Secret Warriors though? No. I, oh, okay, that's fair enough. There was uh, the dude with the, with the fire chain and and Yo Yo were. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. But yeah, Hellfire. They, they, yeah. They, yeah, Hellfire. They've... Don't know what happened to him, but Yo Yo's awesome, by the way. And yeah, you should watch her. Awesome. You should watch her mini that streams on ABC called Slingshot. Really good. Yes, that was, is I, good. The the character I was about to say was the um, um, the guy that got infused with that ice thing, but he was actually in the comics. I'm pretty sure. Yes, he was. He yeah. was. Uh, he's an old Martin. Iron Man Martin. foe called the Blizzard. Yeah. That. And um, he 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 wasn't originally an Inhuman. He became an Inhuman after um, after Inhumanity. And then, and actually, now that I think about it, was he? In an, he wasn't an inhuman on the show. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Strangely enough, no, he, just got he was a sort of a that. science, uh, yeah. a science accident, yeah. old-fashioned science accident. So I might have, I might have kind of, you know, tried to make a point that is probably not actually provable very easily. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I might be wrong on that. I freely admit that. It's um, okay. So that I is. Thank you for being wrong, name. Adam. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Can't right. deal with it. No. <laughs> Moving Adam, on. You'll have an opportunity to, to boast over being right later. I will. Um, yeah. for, for the time being, however, like, the usual of you being wrong will be the norm. Um, <laughs> wow. We, 
We got a couple of great comics to talk about. Yes. Uh, Mosaic 7 with Marvel 17 and the Royals number 2. Uh, Mosaic um, number 7, interesting issue. Yeah. Um, it, it moved. Yeah, more kind of had his ass handed to him verbally, didn't he? Well, yeah. yeah. But I think it moved moved the story on very quickly. Yes. Um, I mean, we basically went from the end of Civil War 2 to the end of Inhumans vs. X-Men, which is like, what? Yeah. You know, I don't know what it is in, in universe. It's yeah, it's months in reality. He's um, caught up to the present. Yes. Yeah. Which is good actually. It's quite nice to see because you know we wanted to see this meeting with the Inhumans. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was a good one. Uh, it was. I, I really liked the super fast micro. Uh, I guess it was sort of like a, a mini ship between uh, Morris and ISO. Yes. Um, that you know, it only lasted what three, four pages, yeah. but I guess <laughs> right. it took place over. Um, Apparently, this issue was twenty-four pages, and I didn't realize that they had some extra room to work in it, and that was kind of cool. Yeah, it wasn't the re- series regular artist; it was a different artist. I yeah, forget I know right that. now, um, but it wasn't Carrie Randolph. Oh, where is my issue? It's gone. Um, <laughs> I wasn't gone. able to do a legitimate review because it all uh, it. It released on a week in which I had to do my taxes, um, so I didn't do. Uh, I didn't. Um, I apologize um, for not putting up a full review, but I did like it, and it was a good, good issue. A, a very person, a very character-driven issue. issue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it's always been character-driven, but the artist was Bruno Oliveira. Uh, he was very, very good. And I liked his art, but he I, I miss Carrie Randolph. Yeah, I have to admit, it was definitely jarring um, because of what I'm used to, if if that doesn't sound too mean. Um, no, no, I think that, that Thorne and Randolph have a, and, and Lopez have an excellent sort of chemistry together. They, they've, you can really tell they've created this character together and that the yeah. aesthetics are just as exactly. important as the personality. Um, but like you said, but, but I think this as fill-in goes he did a very good he did a very good job yes sadly it has not been i have not seen any future solicitations beyond issue number eight i -hmm. think and i just think that's a crying shame because if it's if it's really canceled and um i tried asking mr thorne on twitter he's very cryptic (laughs) he's very cryptic about it which doesn't bode well in my opinion um and that makes me sad because i feel like these books are getting canceled before they even have a chance to get started. And if it's canceled, I'm going to be really upset because I really look forward to this book every month. It's, it's, I'm seriously, it's a great, it's been a great book. And yeah. he's a really great character. You can do so much with this character because he's got no prior history. I mean, he's like a clean slate. Like there's so many different ways this guy could go. I mean, I, he should be utilized in secret empire. My God, think about it. And <laughs> That'd be pretty good. <laughs> What right? I? Like, why isn't he on, like, the Secret Warriors or something? Because he'd be perfect. So, well, I think not? what we get in this in this issue is that he's not much of a joiner. This is um, true. He's, he's not really ready to show That's, his alignment. Um, and maybe not sure what that alignment is. Um, this issue did show that he was actually still quite a selfish, selfish kind of guy, you know. It's, yeah. Yeah. Which is a shame, yeah. but you know that's what that's we've grown true. to like about him, really. Yeah, but I still think like I don't want him to disappear. That's my worry. 
I don't think he will. And I think, I mean, I, I mean, a lot of of writers in the future will look on him as being very much, um, you know, uh, Jeffrey Thorne's Jeffrey Thorne's baby. But I think he he's a character that other people are going to want to to write. And you know, it's also possible that the trade paperback will be released, that it'll have decent sales, and then maybe they'll bring it back. Potentially. Um, I hope yeah. so. You know, I, after uh, after um, Mockingbird was cancelled, the first trade came out, and it sold really well. So much so that they tried to get the creative team back together to relaunch the series, but by then... Um, really? I didn't hear that part. No, I, neither did I. Now, this is, I'm getting this like third person, so I might be completely wrong, but... Um, <laughs> Since uh, the theme in this episode. Yeah, <laughs> being <laughs> wrong. Oh, okay. Um, in any case, um, we have at least one more issue. Um, now, spoilers. Uh, it, this issue seven ends with um, uh, Morris makes the mistake of, of uh, jumping into the body of a moloid. And uh, a moloid that is not following the mole man but is actually a sort of um a slave of uh diablo the alchemist who's an old fantastic four villain um and uh man jeff thorne is so good at pulling them out and i i was just yeah diablo yikes now i'm we haven't we've yet to see how how mosaic handles magic um you know, everything's been science and 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 so forth and so on. And now it's it's magic, and he hasn't he hasn't he has yet to occupy any person who magic has user. has a, a magic background, so to speak. Um, so he's really got himself behind the eight ball here, and I think um, I'm looking to see, looking forward to seeing how he na- navigates the matter in issue eight. Well, and it, how if he's going to be able to suck himself out of a moldblade because that. <laughs> seems to be um, an issue like some, he's stuck you can't yeah, get out he's having a hard time getting out of the moldoid it's like it's like assimilating it like where like some some people he's inhabited he like gets rejected right away and then this moldoid it seems to be like absorbing him like ultra quickly like he can't get out which is really interesting too I think yeah in the previous issue we saw him uh, possess lockjaw and the sort of the the simplicity and pureness of how Lockjaw's cognition worked was almost it almost you know caused him to lose a bit of his own identity and now I can only imagine how simple a, a, a magical homunculus like a moloid is compared to all that I mean um, I don't know I don't really know what a moloid is I mean I know there was a super cool moloids in the FF series but they were they were evolved so they were really smart. I'm, this I don't know. guy does not seem that intelligent. This moloid. <laughs> no, no. Um, then, so. But if issue eight does end up being the last issue, I'm you know I'm going to be very bummed, but I'm also going to be psyched to pick up that big eight issue trade paperback. I don't think it is going to be. Is it going to be an eight issue, or is it? Are they going to break it into two and they'll do five like what they did with Mockingbird? I would rather wait and have all eight issues in one volume than then have it be like Mockingbird where you have five issues in one and then you've got... Basically an oversized three, comic book, I suppose. Yeah, you've got three yeah. issues and then two random, like, Fantastic Four or whatever they're going to put at the end of the second one. Oh, okay. Well, publishing a book in and of itself is expensive. So, I mean, if they're going to publish a book, it, it makes... It, I'm My guess is 
with this being such a, a, a lesser known series and not one that did especially well um, in floppy is that they'll probably do it all all in one. Yeah, you can you do it. I hope so. Yeah. And I'll be psyched to have it. Join a nice place of reverence on my bookshelf. My uh, my favorite part of this um, issue was when they're on the bus. No, was yeah. uh, he, he just sort of takes over this guy who's like the rabbi. Yeah, just, just sort of this, this, not a rabbi. No, just, well, just, oh, just a Hasidic Jew. I was about to say, yeah, he's a, thank you. Sort of the stereotype. I, don't know. I apologize. I'm very sorry if okay. I offended anyone. Now I feel really bad. So right. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll forgive you for that. <laughs> anyone who lives in Brooklyn knows these guys very well. But yeah, it was just oh god, it was hilarious because it was just yeah. like. Just like it was kind of clash of cultures almost, and it was just hilarious. Yeah. And it was just the way yeah. they, the, the way they were chatting to each other. You're thinking, you know, that wouldn't happen. That wouldn't happen. I mean, it might, but it was just really funny. Yeah, actually, yeah. it's probably more common than you think. Um, but uh, certainly not with that level of intimacy. I mean, this, so he's talking with with Fife, Fife. yes, uh, who yeah, this, this this kid, I, maybe like 18, 16 years old, who uh, was the first person he ever possessed accidentally, and it turns out that he was like a super fan of of Morris when he was a basketball player. Um, so he had put him on this pedestal. He had he 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 looked up to him and admired him so much, but now because of the the uniqueness of that first possession, it kind of had a, a two way street, so that Fife got to know a lot about Morris to the same extent that Morris got to know a lot about Fife, and it kind of took the sheen a bit off of uh, uh, Fife's uh, admiration. That's got to be. I mean, think about it. It's kind of like Miss Marvel with with Carol Danvers in Civil War. I mean, you you idolize this person, and then you see when you finally see underneath all of it that they're not what you had made them out to be. That's kind of crushing. So Fife is is probably feeling. Kind of little about that. Yeah, they they say never meet your heroes. Yeah, they should also say, say never, yeah. never be mutually possessed by your hero. <laughs> right. <laughs> although although saying that, I have I, I went I, I, well, I went to London, not London. I went to Bristol just over a month ago, and I met um, the the band I really like, and they were genuinely nice people. So it doesn't apply to every oh. situation. Just saying. Of course. Uh, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's some heroes are fantastic to meet. Yeah. Yes. Speaking but, of fantastic heroes, you guys want to talk about Miss Marvel number seventeen? Yes, because that was actually a really, really nice issue. Yeah. I, this is I, the. I didn't read it. I can't oh God, Sarah! Jesus, go stand in the corner. And, uh, well, you should read it because it's. Great. I will. It's, 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 I did download it. I just had a cat puke on my bed tonight and I was going to read it but then I had to that's, take care of that that's what we all want to hear that's yeah. that's that's the thing that they're going to be coming to listen about that's better than <laughs> my excuse about doing my taxes I should have just oh, <laughs> cat puked on my bed yeah, which I mean, has happened I can't even I can't use that excuse of uh, taxes because um, we have it all taken out in our salary so well uh, that sounds okay I guess yeah it's good it's fine alright so anyway, anyway Marvel. this is the <laughs> This is the conclusion of the Doc X story, which when it first, I mean, when when I first saw the solicitations for Doc X, I thought, oh, this is going to be kind of a lighthearted romp, you know, Miss Marvel versus uh, an internet 
troll, uh, you know, someone who looks like a, a, a dead character. ringer for a Warcraft troll. <laughs> yeah, for a Warcraft troll. But man, this did not end up being a lighthearted romp. It was, I mean, it was a romp, but it was a heavy-hearted romp. Um, and there we go. Uh, so, um, it now it starts off with this really pretty intense scene because um, in the prior issue, um, Doc, Doc, the this this malevolent program Doc X, which is a, a a piece of malware that somehow gains sentience um, by way of of uh, hanging out on online gaming chat boards where people are often quite nasty towards one another, and uh, it's cultivated this supremely malevolent morality. He's just such a dick, um, and he says, "You know, you do what I say, Miss Marvel, or I'm gonna publish all of your friends' always love letters to Nakia over the, you know, onto the phones and, and emails of the whole student body, which is terrible. I mean, you just outing someone in that way is just." incredibly um it just just terrible and um uh, miss marvel you know she can't do his bidding because to do his bidding would you know to plug him into the uh, surveillance array at shield would have made him the most powerful entity on earth and she couldn't do it so she she warned zoe this was going to happen zoe and nakia talked you know, Nakia was unable to reciprocate the romantic love, but she was like, I'm going to be there for you no matter what. You're my friend. And it was a really great scene from last issue. Now, this issue, those messages have been sent. Um, the Doc X, he did, he did this, and she has to go into school and endure all the stares and jeers and petty, nasty comments from her classmates. And she's, just, you know, she's crying. It's terrible. And, and then, but fortunately, Nakia is there, and she she hugs her, and then Miss Marvel sees them hug. Um, Kamala sees them hugging, and she hugs them too. And then Mike and Gabe show up, and the, pretty much the entire extended cast is there, creating this big group hug. Um, and it, you know, it's just a wonderful scene that kind yeah. of overwhelms all the shallow taunts from the from the you know from the other meaner classmates. You know, and it's, um, I, I and it really that that kind on. of uh, that kind of you know, the last three three issues have been very much sort of, you know, very kind of dark, kind of, you know, like the uh, like uh, like the author said. I can't remember who the author was now. <laughs> it's completely gone out of my head. But um, you know, these th- th- those three issues were were going to be potentially difficult for some kids. Right. Um, oh, Willow Wilson warned yeah. them about this arc. Yeah. He yeah. Uh, he put a big post on Tumblr that if if you know that this arc was going to be darker and. Um, like she compared it to like the last half of the Harry Potter books, like Harry Potter uh, number four and after that yeah. is kind of how she compared it. But the, but this this one issue to me was just kind of like, yeah. Now it's just about half of it was sort of about you know being nice to people, being friendly, being just being a decent person, like I was saying in the last episode, and mm-hmm. or, or at least about the last issue, um, yeah. And that it, that kind of came about, and it was really nice, and it was a really sort of you know, it, it was kind of a comment on modern friendships, almost. Um, especially with the whole online thing, where he said, "Oh, these guys took a took a flight to come and help me," and I thought that was a real, oh, yeah, yeah. real she, comment she, on modern modern friendships. She mm-hmm. she convinces uh, her whole uh, 
campaigning buddies, her her fellow guild members uh, on Warcraft or whatever it's called then there, uh, to come to Jersey City and and meet her. And they're all quite surprised to discover that the person they've been gaming with is actually a superhero, Miss Marvel. <laughs> and they say, well, why do you do online gaming? Isn't your life exciting enough? And she's like, no, I need to, I need escapism as much as anyone else. Um, and she has this plan, you know, seeing all those people surrounding Zoe and being there in a sign of solidarity sort of gave her this idea. It's like, oh, I know how to defeat this Doc X once and for all. And the, the way she needs to do it is that she somehow needs to make the internet a nice place. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and Tough her, fellow, her fellow guild members are like, yeah, have you ever been on the internet? <laughs> um, but... Uh, you know they're gonna they're gonna give it a shot, and so they they recreate their first campaign. Only now they're all like crazy nice and cordial to one another. And if Leroy Jenkins were there, they'd be nice to him too. And um, <laughs> they defeat a boss, and instead of like you know talking crap about it to the other players, they give away all the booty that they had accrued, you know, their magic swords and whatnot. And it's this graciousness is just like super unexpected and everyone is just like so excited by it that it creates kind of this uh, cascading effect that somehow Mike is able to proliferate um, through the internet um, or at least through this pocket of the internet that DocX has been plaguing. And everyone starts being nice, and and he can't. And Doc, I say he, it. Doc X can't quite make heads or tails of it. It's it's a, uh, it's a. Uh, it undermines the centralness of this programming. It corrupts his functionality. He tries to yell at Mike and said he's like, "I'm going to destroy you with unexpected goodwill." Hashtag, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> um, and uh, so um, now. That's the first part of Miss Marvel's plan. The second part is to somehow lure him out. Um, you know, he'll be in a weakened state, and she can finally defeat him. And she tries to run to some place that will be devoid of people and devoid of machinery, because you know anything that he can jump into. Um, but she screws up, and she's lost for a time, and she runs right headlong into a parade, a Founders Day parade for Jersey City. I don't know if that's a real thing or not, but um, looks could like be. Fun. Yeah. So, I'm from New Jersey, but I don't know because that Jersey City is like two hours from me. So, well, you got to go and check. Yeah, she tries to scatter the crowd, telling them they're all in danger. And this, you know, this is this is New Jersey, and Miss Marvel is a young Muslim woman in a wild outfit, spouting out warnings of doom and gloom. It doesn't garner yeah. the the response she had hoped for, um, and and then it's too late. Doc X is founder, and he takes over the bodies of a couple of the parade participants and uses it, uses them to attack her with insults and super punches and whatnot. Yet he can the the program can tell that it's growing weaker. That it's going to that somehow the niceness spread by Mike and the others is having this effect. that's taking away his. Power. So the whole moral of the story is kill them with kindness. <laughs> well. <laughs> Kind I mean, of. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what it's kind of sounding like to me. It is kind of funny because I was talking to my nieces about that actually earlier today. So that's just kind of what it reminded me of. Killing with kindness is that is that anonymous, faceless cruelty—the kind that one is likely to encounter online—has right. a special kind of valence. It has, yeah. 
you know, one can be cruel because they're unburdened by the sense of responsibility that 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 you know that you have when you're face to face when you're when you're anonymous or right. when you have a screen name, you know, you can give in to your darker, more mean inclinations. But at the same time, the same factors that make anonymous cruelty so malignant also offers anonymous kindness an incredible power because you know when you do something kind or, or, or in such a selfless way you're not even getting credit for it because no one really knows who you are it's a it's like that's true selflessness isn't it mm-hmm. yeah. it has a profound effect um and it has enough effect to weaken doc x so that when she punches him he totally dissipates into the ether he gives off a little obi-wan kenobi warning like i'm going to be back and you know he's he's tasted the malevolence in the soul of men. He thinks that, that 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 humankind is destined to to be destroyed by its own mean inclinations. Uh, but maybe so, not. So there was, there, <laughs> maybe there was, not. There was one question I I was going to ask you coming off of that, and it was that was. Do you think that the whole the reason why the people were so scared was because of the fact that she was a Muslim? Oh gosh, I don't know. I mean, because, one of uh, I, I'd, I'd one of the person one of the person yells, "Help a terrorist!" And you know, I think that's something that that um, young Muslims in America have to deal with. That no matter I, yeah. what they yeah, say, absolutely. someone might think, "Oh, that's that that person's got an ill intention." You know. I mean, I, I you know, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the book, but it was just that kind of for me. It kind of it. It was it was almost too much of a comment on, um, you know, the current state of the world and that sort of stuff. And it was a bit too, I don't know if that if that was the intention anyway. It was a bit too, um, on the nose. Yeah, but also kind of you know it doesn't do much to help the cause. Do you know what I mean? You know, kind of stop that stereotype. Yeah. And and you know, okay, this may be me just looking too much into it and. Kind of doing my thing of overanalyzing, but yeah, it doesn't it doesn't do much to help the whole. Well, I'm uh, I'm pulling up my issue, and and uh, the crowd disperses, and, and you know they say, "Help a monster, a terrorist, uh, you know, a giant yeah. teddy bear." So they're all saying all kinds of things, and it's like, and um, I think that it would be nice to be able to table that stuff and not have it be an issue. But I think for a lot of people, they don't have that choice. That's it, it's yeah. it's part of their life no matter what. Um, and um, even, you know, being dressed up in what is clearly a superhero outfit, um, people will, will judge you on the color of your skin or the, the sound Absolutely. of your accent. Which is it's absolutely awful, to be honest. It is awful. It is yeah. awful, but people, and unfortunately, it is it it is a reality, and that's horrible that people are so awful to each other. And and clearly, this issue went to press long before the whole controversy stirred up by um, by Saif's um, oh, sneaky yeah. work on X Men. Oh Gold. my gosh! Yeah. We don't need to talk about that anyway. We don't need to go any further than that. That was just let's not even. Open that can of worms. But yeah, no. But, my, my my comment was more that you know, if if it was an intention intended in that way, then you know, potentially there's, there's questions for me around that. Whether you know, if you're trying to get rid of that stereotype, you're not doing much for it. And I, I guess because you know, I can talk long and long, you know all day about sort of politics and this kind of stuff. And yeah, 
I uh, <laughs> I don't know what else to say really. Well, yes. well the fact of the matter is yeah. that that you know some people get to choose whether or not they acknowledge stereotypes, but other people have that choice made for them. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, but in any case, with with the the, the theme of the story is uh, you know there's this dilemma that faces Kamala and her peers, and I guess what faces the younger generation here in the real world is you know do you give in to quick and easy strengths that come through cruelty and division and making assumptions and stereotypes um you know because all those things do is 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 they give you a, a false sense of strength mm. and they create isolation um or do you do the hard work of exposing vulnerabilities traversing embarrassment and and, and being kind and yeah. being inclusive and right. doing so garner real strength not an air sat strength um and this is what this whole issue, this whole story is about. You know, do you do you, you choose togetherness and be you know be open and upfront, or do you choose division? And uh, Doc X gains his power through divisiveness. He's you know he puts everyone against each other. Uh, and in a way, the the issue felt a bit anticlimactic, just because. The real victory was last issue when Zoe confided her crush in Nikea, and although Nikea wasn't able to completely reciprocate, she was able to deal with it, and two of them remained friends despite this difference between them, and that was the real victory. Um, yeah, I, I think this this one, yeah, this is fun. This is a great. It was a, a great, great issue. Up. I think you know, regardless of what I said a minute ago, on the flip side of that. You've got the guys that were in her, you know, fighting guild, gaming guild, um, and they were kind of like, "Hey, we've got a superhero in our in our team." It wasn't it wasn't <laughs> any me, other comment, and that was great. That, that was yeah. great. Let me tell you something about online gaming guilds. As someone who who does game, I have had been I, you people say, "Oh, you've never met them in person. How can you be friends with them?" But when you've gone through this really hard game, having to work together. And you game, like, I've been in my guild for literally years. We've been in this guild. And I don't really play WoW anymore, but I still talk to these people on Facebook. I know what's going on in their lives. They're like my second family. And and I, I could tell you right now that if I needed help or, or anything, that one of them, any of them, would bend over backwards to try and help. And I would do the same for them, even though, hey, I might not have met you in real life, but good Lord knows we spent enough hours talking online together. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean... Also I working guess, towards a goal. Exactly. And even a even a fictional goal, a superordinate goal, creates uh, a, a bond that uh, that's, that's, that's legitimate. It's authentic. I mean, it's just, despite it being online, I don't think it makes it any less. No, exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it, it's just it's kind of incredible that you know people. I think people are still kind of surprised by that these days, even though it's more accepted. But I think there are people I know members in my family are like, really? You've, you've met these? And I have. I've gone down to meet some of these people in yeah. person. And, and, and it, my family thinks it's weird, but that's my family. And I, I just, I don't know. Well, <clears throat> the older generation always has trouble adjusting yes. to the yeah. newer customs. I think, I mean, I don't see <laughs> online media going away anytime soon. Oh, and, never. And, <laughs> in the future, people will be like, yeah, of course my best friend is from from online i was gonna say this this, this this kind of comment is is quite funny because we've never met <laughs> no we haven't See, that's what i'm saying like we've never met but here we are yeah so and 
Well, let me ask you something. I don't because I don't really know a lot about the gaming scene. And when you're when you're doing these things, do you hear each other's voices? Yeah, it's like we're t- talking okay. now. Okay. Well, sure. That's just like different programs. Yeah. Yeah. You just introduce so. yourself. Yeah. When when, you when when we were kids, my uh my old my older sister's best pal left town left left Chicago when they were when they were just. Uh, you know, in grade school, and they've remained friends, pen pals, and phone buddies ever since. So yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Same thing, yeah, really. Good well. deal. The power of friendship. Right. <laughs> exactly. That, that was pretty much, you know, kind of that issue, Friends, really. Friendship is magic, to quote to my little ponies. Okay. Never quote. Okay, so anyways, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's funny because, and, you know, a, a great big shout out to the excellent work that, um, Takishi Mishishawa and Ian Hearing. I should mispronounce both their names. Is it Hearing? I'm going to mispronounce everyone's name just for, you know, for okay. sake of traditional of continuity. Um, and G. Willow, Wizan. Um, so, and, um, My God, really? I'm sorry. Okay. So the art is fantastic and it's the colors are fantastic. And um, I think that the, the general tenor of the art and the way in which uh, the illustration. You know, like at one point the parade, there's like a guy in a teddy bear suit, and he's just part of the action, and it helps take this corny theme, and let's face it, it is kind of a corny theme, and make it just seem you're like, okay, cool, you know, <laughs> it kind of it, make, it makes it all so plausible. Um, I really love the way that the art and writing coordinates in this book. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that the issue we're about to review has a problem with that because uh, it didn't work out as well. Um, but we can talk about that in a moment. Yes. On to the main course. I have, I have things to say about the next issue we discussed because... <laughs> okay, so Royals it. number 2 by Al Ewing, John Boy Myers, Tony Silas, and Ryan Kinnard. Um, pretty wild story. Oh my gosh. Uh, the, 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 the Royal team... The Royals team, Medusa, Black Bolt, Crystal, Gorgon, Swain, and Flint are guided by Marvel Boy on their way to the, the former Cree uh, throne world of Hala, or Hala, <clears throat> to discover the origins of Terrigen, and in so doing, hopefully create a future for their doomed people. But um, no sooner than they break Earth's orbit than Medusa hair starts falling out and she can no longer put off it. She's been getting progressively sick and she must say, I'm I'm dying. And that's how the last issue um Cliff hung. Cliff hung? <laughs> Went on to a cliffhanger. cliffhanger. Yeah. <clears throat> uh you know she she's ref- whatever. It was a cliffhanger. <laughs> um and she's refusing to go back. She's uh she wants she insists on pers- moving forward even though she's dying and she lays in the medical bay of the spaceship they're on the Asterion and they've got all manner of advanced equipment scanning her but no one can make heads or tails of the readings they're finding There's, they can't they find out a reason why she's dying now I thought this was an inhuman spaceship because it's named after an ancient inhuman uh, of their lore but it kind of feels like maybe this is Miss Mar- Miss, Miss uh, Marvel Boy's uh, ship because he seems much more familiar with its workings, and he has very li- little difficulty um, understanding the readings. And he's saying that basically um, 
Medusa is dying of metaphor. <laughs> um, that she destroyed the Terrigen Cloud. She ended centuries of heritage and tradition for the inhuman people. And that Terrigen is effectively taking poetic justice on her, causing her body to slowly die as a sort of uh, parting shot. You know, yeah. you destroy Okay, me, wait, before we, you. we go any further, is it really mm-hmm. the Terrigen, or is it because Medusa is feeling horrible that she's doomed her race? Because like, well, that's kind of how I'm taking that. I was going to say, it would, it would make kind of poetic justice if it was the Terrigen almost being like a like a sentient thing. Um, well, that's what that's what Marvel Boy is suggesting. Yeah, I, I He's think... saying that he knows things about Terrigen that the others don't, and that it is a substance that, that blurs the line between science, religion, and magic, and that it does have a kind of sentience, not like a traditional sense of sentience, but a kind of sentience, and that whatever residual Terrigen still exists in Medusa, because she went through Terra Genesis, is now fighting against her. It's mm. it's taking revenge. Um, so it could be, like Serena is saying, that she is, a, you know, in short, dying of a broken heart. Or it yes. could be that Terrigen is indeed doing what Marvel Boy is saying is doing, you know, because he's from this different reality. He's from a Kree empire that used vastly different technology that was all based on psycho high concept weirdness um his old spaceship would would jump between reality through uh kirby engines that were powered by epiphanies <laughs> so it's all weird i mean i love it it's like it's true um wow it, it's kind yeah. of like uh it's not quite science fiction it's more like magical realism you know it's like you could see uh medusa's dying from from metaphors being lifted right out of a Gabriel Garcia Marquez novel. It's really, it's quite neat. Um, I hope she doesn't die. I don't think she will because, I mean, if if that is indeed what's causing her to be so ill, if they succeed in their mission, if she can hang on, then it stands to reason that she will be revitalized. Yeah. And I, 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 I do think that as an issue, it, as a, as a as a thing in the issue, it was a, definitely a kind of a more of a highbrow kind of concept, really. Absolutely, big time. So, yeah, no, it's uh, definitely it's definitely something that makes you think. Yeah, yeah, which is not a bad thing. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, Al Jung is going full Michael Moorcock with this stuff, and I think it's great. You know, um, uh, it's uh, really outre science fiction. Uh, my kind of stuff. Um, so, so now, question about you know, so there was all this stuff at the start of it called uh, from um, Arctalan, uh, where you're following this mysterious stranger. Right. So why on the first page they've got pink nails? <laughs> Who do you think okay. that is? That's uh, I've just noticed it. I've literally got the issue open at the moment. I've just noticed it. Oh, you mean the the initial page? It's a it's actually a, the image itself is a homage homage to Joe Maderia's first. Uh, thank you, homage. Uh, yeah. Joe Maderia's first cover to Inhuman number one. Hey. Uh, oh, you didn't I, notice that? Yeah. No, no, no. But I just noticed something else on that very very first page. Okay. What if that Inhuman is actually Maximus? 
Yeah, because I, if you that, look, this is where it's kind of making me think. Because the one of the little robot people or whatever they are, the yes. ghost, it says after Mad. Well, I think that's that's after Madiria. It could be. That that's the. Uh, it's his way of it's it's Meyer's way of tipping his cap to because it's a it's a re redone of uh, oh, of uh, Maduria and he usually goes by Joe Mad when he signs so I think uh, that's just that's Meyer cool. saying after Maduria. It's a really awesome page, but I'm wondering now if that's yeah. Maximus, not Blackpool. Well, I think there's 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 a good re- there's a good reason to think that because we we I mean even though. Well. I just, all right, we'll get to that. As I say, I just like to know what the fashion choice was between the uh, the pink well, the nails. The pink nails, yeah. Well, that yeah. could be Maximus too. Maybe he likes pink. <laughs> That's very true. Well, this is five thousand <laughs> years in the future. Future, you know, the fashions are going to change. Uh, how how the little preludes are tied into the main story is yet to be told. And I, it's, uh, I, I think they're we'll going to find out. I was about sure. to say, I think you're going to kind of have to watch, the, read them separately. I think read them in a row. At the, you know, yeah. Oh yeah, like almost like a so. separate comic. Yeah, that'll be fun to do when 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 we get all of the. How how long is this arc going to be? Do you think? Six I think issues? it's five or six, six. I think it's six issues. Well, it's it's pretty exciting. Um, yes. Yeah. So Miss uh, Medusa's dying. Um, Black Bolt doesn't even seem to care. Which is weird. <laughs> uh, and there's a reason for that. Uh, uh, Flint has a full-on panic attack, um, and Gorgon just absolutely gushes. He's like, you know, he'll never stop calling her his queen. Uh, he's dedicates his. He's dedicating himself to her. And whatnot, and uh, it's almost a little like, hey, take it easy, buddy. And he's like, you know, my apologies to Black Bolt. You know, if I'm s- stepping over my line or what, I'm Black Bolt. Like, I don't care. Uh, right. Um, but before they can go in further into what is causing Black Bolt to be so aloof, it's the scene is is suddenly uh, shifted because uh, Captain Swain calls down from the control deck that they need to get upstairs ASAP because it's a giant. Chathari, Chathari swarm. Chathari? Uh, yeah. Chathari. Okay, okay Chitari. let me tell you before we go any further, that page is freaking rad. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so these are the same monsters that attacked the Avengers in the Avengers movie. Yes. Right, yes. yes. So they, it looks just like them. They've got the big dragon whale things and the goblins and whatnot. And they, a giant swarm is entered into the solar system. And and you know, on a trajectory that they can't avoid, uh, they have to go right through it. Um, so Crystal and Marvel Boy, they use this cool virtual reality thing to pipe their powers into the ship's guns, and then um, uh, Gorgon and Flint go on top of the spaceship in spacesuits, and Gorgon's just grabbing goblins and tearing them apart and whatnot, and Flint's like, "Cool purple blood." What can I do? They got purple blood, yes. And Flint's like, what can I do? I control, you know, ge- geological materials, and we're out in space. And um, Medusa's like, look, I need you to step up. And she 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 takes she takes a real hard line on him. It's an interesting psychological tactic, not one I would employ in psychotherapy, mind you. But she tells him to basically, you know, you failed at everything, and now's your chance. And you've been abandoned, and you've been let down, and now's your big chance. Look over there. That's planet Pluto, or planetoid Pluto. 
that's that's a piece of rock. Do your thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, uh, okay. So he, you know, she basically channels his anxiety into his powers. And it helps him. And somehow he figures out how to do it. It's not pushing, it's pulling. And he somehow pulls Pluto off its axis, creating this gravitational well that sweeps in a whole chunk of the swarm of Chitauris, and they get smashed into the planet, and it creates a hole for the ship to shoot right through. Um, uh, my favorite part is, is uh, how Marvel Boy reacts to it. He's just like spit takes when he sees Pluto uh, pulled off his axis like that. He's like, Holla in the highest! Which I guess is this whole something you say. Um, it's, I'm going to try and work it into my own daily lexicon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it'd, be, it'd be good to know of... where you use it yeah right Whenever, I haven't had a chance to use by the <laughs> sounds like something you would say in church <laughs> right <laughs> next time I'm there um, so uh, the, the, they, they make it through the, the, inv- the, the swarm and they're like yeah it looks like it's heading towards earth but I'm sure this Captain Marvel can take care of it we're going to continue on and uh, you know they got they got bigger problems to, to deal with, n- n- namely Black Bolt. And, and Medusa's like, you can drop the act now. You know it, it was a dead giveaway when you weren't talking to me, and it's even more of a giveaway that you shrunk in the face of this threat. You're clearly not Black Bolt. You're obviously Maximus. And he's like, all right, all right. And he turns off his little image inducer, and it turns out that it has been Black Bolt. It has been Maximus this whole time that somehow in the pages of Inhuman Prime, somewhere in there... Uh, oh, it was when they he whispered to him. Whole... You know they switched. Yeah. They pulled the switch only then. You know they did. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, sure. I called it. I called it. Yes, you did. I yeah, called it. you called it. I didn't want to believe it. <laughs> Me neither. But... I was like, it's, it's so obvious. It's... Uh, well, it's it. obvious. And it's, it is obvious. And... And it sets up the Black Bolt solo series yeah, quite yeah. well because it does. I, you know he's been sent off to this weird space prison. He was it was supposed to be Maximus who went to prison. Instead, it's Black Bolt. And how that happened, I'm sure we'll find out. But um, uh, it's a it's a shocking reveal. Um, <laughs> shocking, <and laughs> shocking. Not to me, it wasn't. And, oh yeah, well. uh, I wasn't really that shocked either honestly no i mean it yeah we it was, we it was a good it. laugh really but it, it it's i think it's fun it's a fun twist it is a fun yeah. reveal and, and maximus is is a fun character and he's an interesting character so this i think this little trip to hollow just got about 15 times more interesting because you know he's gonna play them all somehow well you know i'm wondering about or that maybe he I, might not we i think he has a motivation for 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 tagging along yeah, oh, when he, when he spoke to that, but way back in Uncanny and Humans 18, he spoke to that ancient ancestor of lineage who knew secrets about Terrigen. And um, so he might be tagging along for good reasons, for bad reasons. I don't know. We'll, oh, we'll find, find out. out. Yeah. And, you know, suddenly Worlds has a very different cast member. And <laughs> he's put himself into the 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 pool of suspects of those who might not be returning. That's true. Yes. Um, that I mean, would I, be an interesting twist, actually. I was about to say, I, I think. I, I doubt it, but... 
No, yeah. I doubt it too because he's too. Good. I think he's honestly too good of a villain to. Yes. You, I don't think. I don't think you'd want to kill him off. He's too good of a villain to. Yeah. You want him. You want Maximus around. I mean, Inhumans is basically the royal family, and the royal family is Black Bolt, Medusa, um, Maximus, and the and, and the other guys that are there, and Karnak and Triton, <laughs> that sort of stuff. But and Crystal. Uh, yeah, yes. we can. We, we, we'll we, get to that. In yeah, a second. I'll say we know. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, I've had, but, I have words. It, I'm. I mean, some people are bummed because they're like, "Oh, I really wanted Black Bolt to be in this because Black Bolt has not had a lot of page time of late," which well, is he's true. He's getting his own solo, so he'll he's have plenty his own solo. It's being is being written by a great author. It's being illustrated by a great oh, illustrator. They are so, good. so psyched about it. Like seeing them Important so psyched point. about it. Yes. And, um, yeah. So it'll be and, good. I think getting the, getting the opportunity to see Ewing write Maximus is an excellent trade because yes. this is definitely a character he's going to enjoy writing. I mean, I look back to his work on uh, on Ultimates and uh, Mighty oh, yeah. Avengers. This is this is his kind of character, and he kind of has a blank slate to work with because you know the last the last arc of Uncanny and Humans it kind of showed Maximus he was sort of adrift. He was. He didn't have a raison d'etre, you know, and uh, now he has one, and well, he, it, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. And uh, it's it's entirely possible that 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 last inhuman that we're seeing in those preludes are that maybe it's not Black Bull like we all thought it was. Maybe it's maybe it's Maximus. Now, yep. <laughs> the, thing that, the thing that took me out of it was that the um, the art jumped the. Illustrational duties were uh, shared by uh, Myers and Tony Silas. Um, and they're similar enough that, but yeah, you can see the difference, though. I just I thought like that Silas wasn't being, he wasn't adhering to his his own style. He was trying to be similar to Myers' style to create continuity, and it didn't work. Uh, it ultimately ended up making the Myers pages just much better. And I was kind of thrown out of the uh, the book a bit by the jumps in illustration. Um, yeah, I don't, you know, I was talking talking before about how 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 the the synergy between um, the art and and script on Miss Marvel is so good. I feel like I'll be okay with with um, Royals being a monthly book as opposed to a bi monthly book if it can attain that kind of of right. art writing balance you know that if it takes john boy myers longer to illustrate a whole issue it's worth the wait yeah no I, i'd agree with you on that one um now the other bummer point is that crystal has been almost completely <coughs> unutilized in the story yes so far. okay i have i have words about this and i'm just gonna take over for you doc because <laughs> that's what threw me out of the story crystal I love Crystal. Well, you guys know I love Crystal. So, what well, I see Crystal... I, so I had no idea, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, right. So, what <laughs> I've seen of Crystal so far, it, I mean, she's she's more in line with how she was written in Uncanny in Humans by Charles Soule, I feel, than how she was written in All New in Humans by James Asmus. Because in All New in Humans, you can see Crystal still has that, and you see it here too. You see Crystal has her sense of humor because she does, and you see that a little bit here, which is great. And I was fine with that. But what really kind of 
disappointed me and threw me out of the story was her reaction to the Chitari fleet. She was just like, well, we're dead. And I'm, I was like, that's that's not Crystal. Crystal does not just give up and, and roll over like that. And that upset me a lot, actually, because she's supposed to be, from what I've read leading up to the book, is that she's supposed to be second in command, and she's not acting like it. And, and I feel like Marvel Boy who I don't have much experience with, but I am not enjoying him in the least because I think he's an ass. So, <laughs> what? I, I, I do, I don't know. I just think he's being an, and, and he's being a know-it-all and they're not questioning him. And I'm sitting here going, well, if this was, I think, the crystal and all new inhumans that we were getting, she would kind of put him in the tracks a little bit, I feel like. And she hasn't. And I see, you see a little bit of the playful side she has, which is great, but you don't see, that commanding badass badass that we had in all new inhumans and that's what really disappointed me about this issue and i'm afraid that going in to the arc he has with ronin i i want to see resolution between her and ronin because they just kind of broke it off and left it at that like well what the fuck <laughs> but but what i don't want to see is her become that's just all she is. I want. I really. I really am hoping that Al Ewing will tap in and show us the crystal that we were starting to see in in Realm of Kings and more recently in all new, in yeah. All New and Humans as a leader. And that's what disappointed me. I think. I think the biggest issue there is because it is made up of two teams. You know, is made up of the all new team and the uncanny team because you've got like the likes of Medusa, no, well, Black I Bolt. You know, I don't think that has anything to do with well, it. Well, I, I think I think you've kind of I think I, well, I'd guess when they're writing out this story, you've got Medusa's being basically the leader, Black Bolt right. potentially being the second and second leader, um, and then Crystal's kind of reverted back to this almost little sister role. And but she's. She, because everything leading up to this, all the solicitations for it, the interviews, it's been stated she's second in command. And I'm sitting there going, well, which was also a dead do giveaway that, that Black yeah. Bolt was not Black Bolt, by the way, when you really think about it. When is she going to do that? Exactly. And when? And what I loved about All New and Humans was that tension between Crystal and Medusa. Mm-hmm. And I want to see more of that. I don't... I don't that's what I want to see, and I'm not seeing it. I'm very disappointed. And I know it's only the second issue, but... Well, I think it's clear that she will be a more central focus, especially when Ronan shows up. And that, boy, that might not even be... That might be next issue. Um, and, you know, but it's true. I mean, the Flint pulling Pluto off its axis, that's a, that's a feat or moment that Crystal could have had. Exactly, and, 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 uh, and, not, and I'm saying good on Flint, but that's the other thing too that I feel like I feel like Crystal previously has been displayed as this powerhouse, and I really think she is at a level of like Storm or, or even more than Storm because she can control an element Storm can't, and she can control them in any combination. So I think it would have, and and that's awesome. I'm glad to see Flint has finally figured out his powers a little bit, but I feel like maybe Crystal could have aided him. In right. that, or made it like a collaboration thing. I feel like she's not being shown nearly as powerful as she should be. So that's... do you, so do you think that potentially that's a an issue of uh, very similar characters or very similar power sets, or do you think it's just 
underutilization? I think it's a bit of both. And all here, here's what I think it could be because you have Flint and you've got Inferno and you've got Iso and Crystal can do everything that those guys can do. Although Flint's powers are more like lava that or um Inferno's wow. powers are more like lava than um, fire. Fire, but. Even then, she can control that. So I feel like I'm looking at these three characters, and Iso did that trick where she sucked the air out of his lungs, which is Crystal's favorite thing to do when she's dealing with people she doesn't like. <laughs> and and just favorite thing out. to do. I but think she does that. All the time. And I sit there and I go, these three characters, she could have mentored all three of them with her power set, and didn't. And that's a total potential storyline. I think that could have all been explored. But wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- so I you're think... concerned that that will continue on. Yes, I am. Yeah, I I, th- I think you know it's, it's probably a genuine issue. I, I think that Flint potentially is a little bit out of place on this team. Um, nothing against him, of course. But I, just I think, think he's that... the best intentional, though. Yeah, well, yeah, of course, because he's the youngest one on the team and he's the knew it well. Him and Swain and. But that's. That's the other thing, too, because Flint and Crystal and all new humans had this really great rapport because she brought Flint on to kind of be her advisor because yeah. he had this whole thing. So I would like to see that, too, carry over as his well. idealism. Right. Yeah. And I would like to see that carry. And I, once again, I realize this is only the second issue of the series. Yeah. But I feel like. And I know Al Ewing, because it was confirmed by James Asmus that they had a long discussion, not only about just Swain, but of, I would assume, the whole All New and Humans arc, because four of those characters are on in this book. Yeah. So well, you know, you, when you have a team book, you you always have to deal with the economy right. of, this, of the page. True. And that you have to if, rotate who gets the spotlight, but... Exactly. And this initial, the two issues, has been very... Heavy on Medusa, yeah, and which um, is perfectly and heavy on, on Marvel Boy, um, and we'll see what happens in the subsequent issues when yes. when, when Ronan I, shows up. And I'm clear, you know, she, the 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 fear is that she will stop being the the badass leader that we saw her be in all new and revert back to permanent girlfriend status. You yeah, know, where she's and, always the love right. interest. I think because already we're suck. seeing. A little bit of uh, romantic tension between her and Marvel Boy. Um, and I don't want that. I will be so pissed off. I don't <laughs> You have no idea. I don't want that. That's the last thing I want. Yes, I want the resolution between her and Ronan, and I actually enjoyed that romance between the two of them. But yeah, after right. that, I don't want anything. Crystal just needs to step up and be a leader, and that's what I want to see. Just want to see so strong, Ewing, strong powerful women. To, if, if Al Ewing, if you listen to our podcast, please, please. <laughs> We we You're will just... write it for you if you want. Crystal's my second favorite character after Spider Woman. You you can't do this to me. Well, a, a character can have a love interest and still be multi-dimensional. Exactly, yeah. that is very true. But it hasn't happened for Crystal really, and that since well, I mean, she, she's one of the oldest characters, not physically oldest, but one of the longest lasting characters. I mean, she was introduced in an early issue of Fantastic Four, and she's been around for a long time, but. Her role has often been one of the love interest. She was Johnny right. Storm's love interest. She was Quicksilver's love interest. Yada yada yada. And it kind of, it caused her. To, it sort of diminished her in some respects. And I don't think there's any going back to that. I just think it's something that you don't see as much in in comics nowadays. 
Um, however, it will be disappointing if there's this sort of love triangle between her, Ronan, yeah. and Marvel Boy, and she's sort of like, you know, oh, boys, don't fight over young little me. Yeah, <laughs> we I don't want to see that, but I don't think we're no. going to see that. I um, hope not, because Al Ewing, I've loved what he's done with Monica and Mac and um, Carol over in The Ultimates. I love what he's done with them, and I have faith, but right now it's a little bit shaken. Okay, that's fair I have much, much concerns about Crystal, because I do love Medusa, but honestly, if it came down to Crystal and Medusa, I'm picking Crystal. I don't care about Medusa in that case. I'll be like, see you, bye. <laughs> we all have our favorites. Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably true for anyone reading the book, and uh, sometimes your favorite doesn't get as much screen time as you would so, like. Um, now, I mean, I, 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 unlike you, I actually have quite enjoyed uh, Marvel Boy's inclusion in this story. Um, it's been interesting. Uh, it's been I interesting. Mean, he, he is interesting, and, and, and I think if he's an interesting twist. I just don't like, they're like, they're, they're, I don't know. There's just something about how he just kind of took over that I was like, you know, why, why, you know, I don't know. I had a question about it. There's something going on there because, like, so far, both, uh, both issues have been titled after David Bowie songs. And, um, for those of you who, who read the initial, the first Marvel Boys series and then, uh, Young Avengers, Marvel Boy basically is the man who fell to Earth. He's a the comic book version of David Bowie uh, from that movie. And Bowie fans, which I think Al Ewing is, are pretty much usually Marvel How Boy fans. I can not be a fan of, of, of David Bowie, though. Well, it's true. Just saying. I'm talking about big-time Bowie fans. Oh, you know? well, yeah, probably. I, I consider myself a big-time Bowie fan. And I think that it... it ties into a lot of why I like Marvel Boy, because he, he really is that character from, from The Man Who Fell to Earth. Um, what was his name? Well, anyways, uh, great movie. You ever see that movie? No. no I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Well, it came out in the 70s. You'd have to rent it. But, um, it rent it? Um, well, go to Blockbuster. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Dog is showing his age. Rent it online. You can rent movies on Amazon.com or whatever. Yeah, uh, you can. No, you're right. ITunes. I just it's true. rent on iTunes, motherfuckers. <laughs> um, uh, it is a good movie. Um, yeah, we got Doc to drop the F bomb. <laughs> um, I'm going to look it up. The man who fell to Earth. And who who directed that? <laughs> it, it, Nicholas Roeg. Um, it's also a novel. Um, it came out in the sixties, um, and the, the the novel itself is very similar to what we were talking about before about this sort of speculative fiction, outre sci-fi, um, very much in the same vein as Michael Moorcock and later on Grant Morrison. Yeah, um, and I think very similar to what. Al Ewing's doing here with uh, the Royals, um, which is, um, uh, I think, why he's been such a central character in the beginning. Because, like, it's basically saying, look, finding out the truth about Terrigen is going to not only, you know, we have to go on this mission, but we have to alter the way you think about things. You, uh, 
Terrigen is not what you think it is. It is something that defies science, defies magic. It's, a, it's something in between the two. And um, I think he's saying, look, we're going to take an outre tale to get there. And um, this is why he needs this guide. So, he, he, um, in other words, watch the movie. You'll get it. It's good. I'm, I, I mean, I agree with you, Sarin, that Crystal has thus far been underutilized. I think she'll she'll get she'll get there. Um, I hope so. But I am digging what Ewing is doing so far. This is a great start. Oh no, it's been it's been an awesome. I, I've loved everything else about about the series so far. Yeah. Since um, Inhumans Prime launched, I have loved everything about it. That was that's really my only complaint, and that's me being a hardcore fan of Crystal. So, yeah, I, I, so I dig it. Whilst whilst I've been loving this book, I'm still holding out for Black Bolt. Ah, oh, I can't oh, wait well, for yeah. that book. I really can't wait for that book. It well, comes out I what in two weeks' time, something like that. Two yeah, weeks' time, May yeah. 3rd, May third, it comes out, and and honestly, Adam, I totally understand why, and it helps too when you see creators that because both um, Mr. Ahmed and Christian Ward are so excited about yeah. the book, they tweet about it all the time, and um. So anyway, going into that, seeing the creators so excited about the book, and then I think Jamie McKelvey or is it Kieran Gillen? I can't. One of the two creators, one of them on Wicked and the Divine, have seen the proofs for Black Bolt, like the PDF of the comic, the, the first issue, and they said it's excellent. Good. So well, when you've got McKelvey and Gillen say, or one of them saying, "This is really good, you guys." You, it's going to be something you're going to want to pick up. Oh, I, I think it's going to be an uh, it's going to be fantastic. And I'm also getting pretty psyched for Secret Warriors, which um, yes, uh, they're yeah, finally starting well. to show us. Uh, <laughs> Did you see um, the picture Matthew Rosenberg put up on Twitter where he's going to be on the resurrection <laughs> panel at C2E2, and he's he's like he said. He said something along the lines of, um, hold on, I gotta see, did I save the picture because it's, it was really funny. Um, we'll put it up on, on the site. Yeah, we'll have to. It's like, he, he did this outline of, uh, what he's doing, his schedule at C2E2, and he's like, yeah, I'll be on the resur- <laughs> resurrection panel, um, in humans versus X-Men or something like that, in humans rule. Hashtag in humans rule. <laughs> all <laughs> right. Represent, and, represent. I like so it. he's, he's all in, so that's, <laughs> That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, we got to see some early art uh, by uh, Javier Garen. Um, well, that looks really good. Really cool looking, and seeing uh, uh, Miss Marvel and and Quake and and Lunella really kind of like throw down on these young Hydra youth. I think it was rough, man. I uh, yeah. I'm not used yeah. to seeing that and kind seeing of Moon Girl, uh, like, savageness. She's only nine years old, and they're pulling her into this, but they need her brain because she's so damn smart. So, I, I think and he's excited about the dinosaur. If you read his most recent interview, he's excited about Devil Dinosaur. The yes. the the only concern I've got for Secret Warriors, and I, you know, again, I'm super looking forward to it. It looks like it's got great cast, great writers, that sort of stuff. Is um, it's just the fact that it's opening on a, a tie-in to Secret War, uh, think- Secret Empire, even sorry. Which, I think it'll be okay. Yeah, I think it'll be okay because there. I think it'll be okay. I think I think Rosenberg is a talented enough writer that I oh, think. Oh yeah, definitely. 
yeah. he'll be it'll it'll be I think it'll be okay. I think it well, will too. Now that I think about it, the original Secret Warriors uh uh run by um by Jonathan Hickman was also uh something that that grew out of uh, the fallout of Secret Invasion. Yes, that's true. Um, so it too is something of an and outgrowth. Look at of an Spider event. Woman and Silk and Spider Gwen. They all, and I know they're not in humans, but all those books spawned out of Spider Verse. And while Silk and Spider Woman just ended, they still had two year runs. So, yeah, yeah. and Spider Gwen is still going. So, I, I, I think, whilst I'm really confident about it, I think um, plus Secret Empire. I think it'll be okay. Slight, slight segue. I was about to, I was about to ask you guys at the end, but um, recommendations for comic <coughs> books that aren't in humans. Just so there's, you know, okay. something right at the end. It was basically mine would be Secret Empire uh, issue zero. So yeah, good. So good. It, that has art by Daniel Acuna, right? I think I yeah. really like him. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's, honestly, it's it, really good. Oh god. It's, this event I, is going to be wild. Yes, I've so. I've quite enjoyed uh, Spencer's run on Sam Wilson, Captain America. I actually have not been keeping up with Steve. The Steve Rogers, Rogers one America. is great. Okay, um, I mean I'm, I haven't read it, the Zero issue for for Secret Empire. We won't spoil uh, it, but it's it's just no, it's good. Yeah. Okay, yeah. it's good. So yeah. if if hey if if the event is good, then tie-in books will be good. I mean yeah. I, I feel like yeah. It seems like it's going to be a lot of money because there's a lot of comics coming out of that. Oh my god! Oh, I'm not geez. even. I'm just going to stick with what's on my pull list because Same. there's no way. And I'm just like, whew! And I'll get that Black Widow Central um, standalone. I'll get that yep. too. Um, speaking of Inhuman books that came out, uh, Monsters Unleashed, which is ostensibly an Inhumans book, uh, it's the first issue of its ongoing. I heard that was a lot of fun. Uh, it is. It's a really fun. Uh, romp. Um, it's kind of it's got a very Moon Girl, Devil Dinosaur feel to it. Um, and you know, as as okay. strange as it seems to have a uh, all ages book starring Elsa Bloodstone, it works. Uh, <laughs> um, right? So great swear words. Yeah, we. we <laughs> she, yeah, she she doesn't she she does curse a lot, but it's all um, you know bleeped out. Um, <laughs> But this this first this first issue is a lot of fun. It's got excellent art. Um, it's it's written by uh, Cullen Bunn with art by uh, David Alden. Oh, good. Um, they changed the artist. Uh, yep. Okay. <laughs> and um, we learn more about Kid Kaiji and his his crew. Kaiju? The Kaiju. Sorry. Um, he's got four or five central monsters who now assist him. And it's yeah, it's a really fun book. I. You know, I uh, if if uh, both Miss Marvel and Royals hadn't come out this week, I probably would have reviewed it for for uh, yeah. site. I just got and got overwhelmed with other work. I will say I will say this: as if they're trying to start to make it in the vein of Moon Girl and Double Dinosaur, which is awesome, I really kind of hope we see them cross over into each other's books because Lunella doesn't really have another character that's her age that she kind of relate to, and yeah. I loved how they interacted in the Monsters Unleashed event yeah and they, they their interactions together was really great and i really would like to see more of the two of them together i really yeah. would they they complement each other well because whereas kaiji or kaiju kid kaiju is he's he's having fun being a kid he's got whimsy and he's you know he's excited lunella is all business you know she doesn't know how to be a kid she knows how to be a genius 
Um, so, you know, he could use to be a little more serious, and she could use to be a little more uh, light at heart, and the two of them together, they, they, they complement each other well. I, I think she will show up, or he will show up in each other's series, um, and that will be a good thing. Um, yes. I think next week, this week, when this this uh, this episode goes online, we'll have the the finale of World Smartest for Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Oh yeah, we will. I out. can't wait for. Me it's gonna be so awesome. Yeah, that'd be good. I, I be think fun. I'm not. I can't say for sure, but I think it's gonna entail the return of my favorite, Kid Cree. Um, oh, I hope so, because I like them together, too. That would be a fun little team book, wouldn't it, for an all-ages book? Kid Kaiju, Kid Cree, Lunella. Oh, yeah. Get That'd all the kids in there. It'd that be like be Power Pack. Book. I used to love Power Pack. That was a great Yeah, book. it would be the new Power Pack. <laughs> but yeah, guys, you got any recommendations for any non-Inhuman books? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, what have I been reading? There's so many oh, books I can't afford anything else. If you've been a fan of Silk, Silk uh, ended this week and it was um, a nice little wrap up there, and I kind of cried a little bit because I'm Aww. sad because I love I love Silk. Um, so I'm sad that two of my Spider Ladies have ended their runs. Um, what else have I been reading that has been on my pull list? Uh, I thought that um, the first issue of X Men Blue was absolutely fantastic. I'm just getting gold. I'm gonna get blue in. Uh... In trade, I think. Uh, gold, blue is. If the you guys book. have not been reading the Hulk, you need to. Oh, that of has yes. been fantastic. It's a slow burn, but it has been absolutely fantastic. Talk about intense, up. intense storyline. That's. I mean, and it's all about. It really has been. And it's all about trauma and. Yeah. These two characters who are dealing with with traumas in two very different ways and. Um, yeah, um, I my hats off to the author. I forget her name off the top. Um, um it's Tamak. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, it, that's it's her name. Fantastic. It's, well, you know, just as a as a psychologist, uh, I I I all I appreciate writers who do the research, and she's clearly done the research and or and the art perhaps, is Nico Leon and I love his artwork it's been yeah. A plus oh yeah stop that um so uh yeah that's yeah Hulk I recommend that one absolutely I I, I recommend X-Men Blue I recommend The Wicked and the Divine uh Wicked is Saga oh, Saga oh never yeah I was gonna say yeah Saga's great they, it, it, it had a slow little, a slow bit a while back, but man, it put it on the afterburners towards the okay. end. Okay. My gosh. The writer for Hulk is um, Mariko Tsumaki. Okay. Oh, boy. Well, and hats off to her. I, I've never heard, uh, I don't think I've, I'm not familiar with she her. She writes before. another, she writes another book. Um, oh, is she writing, is she writing Supergirl? It's possible. Not sure. Well. Um. But anyway, <laughs> it's great. Okay, good deal. Yeah. Um. I think that's that's it. That's pretty much that's it for it, another guys. episode. Yeah. So yeah, send us questions that you want addressed. Um. In the in the uh, in the cast itself, uh, you, you can send us questions uh, by email at what? What's it called again? At it, the show. The show at atalanrising.com 
Or you can send us questions on our Twitter account, which is... At AtalamRising1. <laughs> or you can find me, as many people have, um, you can find me at um, Serendipity824, because people tend to tweet me there more often than the Adelan Rising one. So, cool find me there. Beat. All right. I, Thank yeah. you, you everyone for listening. I'm on Twitter, too. Oh, yeah. But... I'm not. Oh, you can always find me on Tumblr. <laughs> just really quick, she did uh, Tomb Raider and the Adventure Time comic as well. Adventure Time. Great show. Tomb Raider and Adventure Time. That is a combination. It All is, right. yeah. All right. On that note. Thanks On for that listening. note, till next time, guys. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Give us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you and to everyone who uh, informed us of... Um, News. On Twitter, because we got a whole bunch of tweets today about about the uh, new comic with Christopher Priest. Thank you. Yeah, thank yeah. you. And keep if you you know please keep it up because we we do really really appreciate it. So we do. Thank, so you. thank you. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>